Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden, joining me as always on New Year's Eve, the last day of 2023 to break down the latest Falcons game is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year's. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm blessed. I'm here. Made it through uh, another wonderful, crazy, beautiful year. So I can't complain, man. Uh, hanging out with the kids uh, literally took everything off my plate for today because I, I don't know how to not work. I always say, I can do this one call. I can do this well, one meeting. I got to finish up a couple things. Like, no, no. Like today, because no, I, I worked, uh, gosh, up till Friday and today's Saturday. So uh, my kid's like, where you going? I was like, I got some doctors I got to go see. I got, I got some business meetings I got to do. Like, it's Friday. Like, New Year's is three days later. Like, ah, that daddy has, daddy has to work. Like, do you have to? Like, no, but I want to. So today I took off. And it was nice to have waking up in my pajamas. You know, went to go work out in Orange Theory and came back and just um, being silly with the kids. You know, outside in the backyard and uh, watching some TV. So it was nice to just woosah. I'm gonna need you at some point when you master that to teach me how to because I can already feel I've got one kid. We celebrated his. His first birthday yesterday, so he turned one years old. I mean, how the year flies, but like I can already feel that exact pull where it's like, oh man, for forever it was just, what do I want to do? What are my goals? Yeah. What are my achievements? And and I work so hard, right, to kind of further myself in, in the passions that I have. And now there's this whole other passion that I have that is not tied yep. at all to work, to productivity, to just like exactly. I get to just watch him crawl around and laugh and have fun, like. What is this? That's, I want to do this too. So I'm right there with you, man. But that's awesome. I'm glad that you were able to at least unplug for a day. You know, I know you got to get back to the grind. Never quit 24-7 Ovi. But yep. do you have any, you know, it's it's New Year's Eve. So we're going to do a, a nice yeah. quick short podcast because you guys don't really want to listen to this all hungover on New Year's Day anyway. You got some no. more football to watch. And frankly, this uh, 37-17 loss to the uh, Chicago Bears, not a lot that is really worth uh, talking about in this one. So before we kind of get into the bulk of the, the conversation over yet, I do want to ask, do you have any New Year's resolutions for 2024? I know 2023, you got back on the fitness grind. You look great. I did. So Thank uh, you. what does 2024 have in store for you? Uh, keep on moving on the fitness grind. Uh, trying to make uh, some exciting partnerships in, uh, in the day job and uh, healthcare consulting. And I'm actually going to be launching a new um website uh around probably april march april uh, i'm doing like a whole steve harvey branding thing because i do so much work in my philanthropy yeah. and the healthcare consulting space uh i've been getting back into speaking because i was going over with my um executive coach or business manager and I spoke at the White House. I've spoken at the United Nations. I've spoken at, you know, large conferences. I'm, you know, the only uh, first NFL player with the Environmental Foundation. When it comes to sustainability, sometimes with healthcare, they're like, I've been in conferences where I'm sitting down and the health and their NFL players talking about, I don't know anything about healthcare, but I can tell you about teamwork. And I'm like, I know about healthcare and teamwork. <laughs> Same thing on the sustainability side. So I'm like, there's a huge opportunity for me to start talking again and uh, inspiring people. So I'm going to have a, 
a nice, you know, taking video and me being thoughtful thinking and, <laughs> you know, having some great uh, graphics. So we're, we're yeah. going to be uh, launching some, some cool stuff for 2024. And I'm hoping to kind of like, it's like really focus on my brand and, and grow it and uh, help this uh, podcast grow as well. I, I told him I have a podcast so like you do. Like we got to amplify that. I was like, nah, let's do it. So, so I have a, a lot of uh, lofty goals because I never, ever thought that I would get a chance to play 10 years NFL or, you know, be an all pro uh, fullback. But um, I always thought that, you know, I would be great and just wanted to see how far I can push it. So same thing. I, I know I can do more and now I have a great team to help me do that. You know, and I never thought I'd be working with a great woman fatting, but I get to do this every single Sunday. And, you know, dreams do come true, people. Dude, dreams do come true. When you're like, I've talked in front of the United Nations, I've talked in front of, you know, this, that, and the other. I'm like, well, one time I was invited back to my middle school to talk during career day. And that was See, kind of that's fun. good too. Yeah, like, it's, you know? it's like right Nobody here. really Making gave that. a crap about sports writing. I, you would think <laughs> that like sixth grade, I, I was, had some awesome game programs. I was ready to show them and it was, had it all laid out. But I'm glad, you know, both of our distinguished journeys have led us to this exact spot, Ovi, where you and I get yes. to come face to face and talk about just a deflating, demoralizing another Jesus. defeat for the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. So we're going to get into all of that today. But first, the only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and the fine people of bet online with the <laughs> NFL, NBA and college football bowl games in full swing this holiday season. Bet online isn't taking a minute off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news and info. BetOnline has all the sports wagering info you need with both desktop and mobile access available at any time. So head to their website today to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So this game looked like it was starting nicely for the Falcons. Uh, they they had a couple of explosive plays to, to kick things off. It was snowy and blustery, and I kind of feel like, you know, they threw the ball early. I wasn't really expecting that. And then a couple of back-to-back plays. A deep shot to Kyle Pitts in the end zone. He, he doesn't really make a play on the ball. This was the second time this season that it looked like it was at least within arm's reach. Maybe it's a fingertip type of play maybe his eyesight is amazing maybe he can judge the ball perfectly when it's being thrown in the air and know that he won't get there but i would have liked to at least have seen him make an attempt at it regardless second down then they run kind of that desmond ritter reverse bajan robinson gets the snap directly in the wildcat and it's a fumble and desmond so it started nicely and then it just kind of went downhill from there and the end result was ugly gross cold Justin Fields looked way better than anything the Falcons have had at quarterback all season long. The defense gave up two touchdowns to start the game. I mean, this let's just leave 2023 in the past, right? Ovi, like this was just a horrible note to end the year on. Yeah, you said regardless, but I I don't want to like just kind of push past that. The uh, announcer, I don't know if it was the radio announcer, TV announcer was on the car for a little bit. And he was like, I don't like the effort from uh, Cal Pitts on that one. And I was like, was it just me? Because I don't like the effort either. I was, I was like, you are the guy we chose to choose versus a quarterback. This, that, and third week. We were like, hey, Kyle Pitts is going to be a transformational key piece of the Falcons. And we've been making several excuses for him. If they're not getting the ball enough, or maybe he's injured. But it's definitely not Kyle Pitts because how could it be? Like, he is 
the man. He is a freak of nature. He is unstoppable unless he stops himself. And unless he's the guy who, you know, has been gifted with so many, so much talent that maybe he feels like he doesn't have to try as hard as a blue collar, you know, Nate Landman type of guy who like should not be there in, in all accounts because nothing freakishly special about what he did growing up. But Kyle Pitts, he's like, that's a surefire win. And it's not the first time that Kyle has been accused of not having effort. Maybe, again, we don't know. Maybe he's injured again. Or maybe, you're right, he has great eyesight. But I don't like the fact that it even comes up with Kyle multiple times. That's one issue. The other issue is with uh, Bijan trying to do whatever and Ritter and Arthur Smith and cooking up these things. I like the old Mike Malarkey lineup mm-hmm. and hit him in the mouth. Sometimes that 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 will work. Yeah, you, sometimes you do have to be creative. You want to be out coached, but there are times when it's snowy, you know, nasty day, grounds, whatever in Chicago. That sometimes you know we have a hell of an offensive line, even though they gave up some pressures and hurries and sacks and stuff that I didn't like today. We have a hell of an offensive line. We have some great running backs. Why don't we just go out and just show? off this late in the season what we got that didn't happen so I, I i was hoping wishing praying especially thinking that the saints might be able to win that we could do something on our end i didn't see it on so many levels and it was frustrating it would seem like a, a game like this it's snowy it's cold would play into the falcons favor right when i first saw the reports this morning that it's snowing in chicago i i initially thought okay this <laughs> This actually could work to their benefit. A good defense, you're on the road, you've got a better run game than you do a pass game at this point. Who knows what Chicago's going to do? Justin Fields can turn the ball ball over a little bit. You know, it could be a a weird, interesting game, and that's the Falcons are kind of used to playing in those games. And if anything, it actually didn't become a weird, interesting game. It was pretty straightforward, and the Bears just looked like the better team from the get-go. And this is one of the games where I do kind of come away there. I have like two minds of it, right? Because you can look at why were they throwing the ball as many times as they did. Taylor Heineke finished 10 of 29, 10 of 29, Obi, 10 of 29, dude, that is, that is woof. That is bad. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Desmond Ritter then comes in. He's three of four. So you threw the ball 33 times in this game. Why? And I, you know, I think that falling behind 14 to nothing just right, that's part of it. Yes. very early, I do think was part of it. However, this is the other half of my mind that I, I just kind of can't unsee this number. Tyler Algier carried the ball five times. He was targeted once. He caught one pass that went for 75 yards for a touchdown. He touched the ball six times in this game, and he was kind of the only offensive threat that they really had in this one. I don't get that. I don't know how to square that. Now, but John Robinson had 75 yards on 15 attempts. So it's not like he had a bad game, but dude, about yards. get the ball to attempts. Tyler Algier. Yeah. Get like, get, get the ball to your, to Cordero Patterson. Get yeah. Cordero Patterson didn't have a touch in this game. So as Are a, you serious? yes, as a, as a former fullback, I mean, when you see a, a game like this and even being down 14 to nothing, I mean, how fresh I can see how frustrated you are right now. Just like hearing that, like, because here's the thing, um, and it's, I, I've been wrestling with this and trying to, to be, you know, a team player and, and, you know, team think and 
like I was at the uh, the Falcons uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year Community Honors Award, which was amazing. It was really cool. Got to see some uh, really uh, uh, great guys, current and former, doing mm-hmm. some great things in the community. And like, it's just there is an inherent bias to where you want the decisions that the team makes to be correct. Obviously, they haven't always be been correct, which is why we've had coach after coach after coach, which which happens. Like we wish we could be the Steelers and have three coaches in like you know a hundred years, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's not uh, our 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 lot in life. And so when we got Bijan Robinson, I was at that Falcons draft party and half the people were like, Oh my gosh. Half people were like, y'all right. And I was at the half, even being a running back. And we, I talked about this. It was, it was difficult because I'm like, I love running backs and I hate telling <laughs> the truth that unfortunately we're getting, it's a gift and curse. We're getting so good that you can find a great running back in the third, fourth round. And I'm like, why in the hell did we draft Bijan Robinson so high when we have so many other needs? And I was like, you know what? After that top-down view where Bijan's doing crazy moves, I'm like, okay, maybe this guy's super special. I'm like, but even though being super special, we have a thousand-yard rusher that we're gonna take carries away from. And Cordero Patterson is great at a great cost for running back. We got our one-two punch. Yeah, Bijan's more dynamic than Cordero Patterson, more dynamic than anybody, but is that our biggest need? And this game, this game just solidified the part of me that's been torn left and right that was of the mindset, we'd be fine without B. John Robinson. Um, he might help us win one game, but the guy that we could have gotten besides him could have helped us win several, especially if it was a quarterback that that panned out. I'm not, not sure going back to see what quarterbacks were taken, if anyone had done, done, done amazing. So, yeah, that, that was my thing. Love B. John. Uh, Ran to a couple of times. Uh, amazing human being. I just don't know if he is the biggest need the Falcons had, especially after seeing Algiers play today. And as a big man, he can still rumble. He can, he's, obviously, he can still take the distance. Doesn't have this the the burst. Doesn't have the you know top speed that Bijan has. But that's not what we need right now. We just need we need something. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, Cordero Patterson a couple of games ago showed that he still has it. And he still has a couple of years left. So I hate myself for even saying this as a running back, but you know, we we could have gone without that running back, I think, personally. Now, he could prove me wrong next year and be like freaking Walter Payton and, and everything else. But if I'm Tyler Algiers, I'm like, take me to another team. <laughs> if I'm Algiers, knowing how good I am, like the whole kumbaya thing is is fun until you realize that. As a running back, your the clock is ticking. Yeah, and you want to get a chance to show people you can do what you did today every single day. For sure. No, I mean it's a great point, and I think there's a chance that that because you know when Tyler or uh, when Terry Fondo was explaining the his whole thought process on just drafting kind of the best player available, and that's obviously like within their caveats, right? Like if if one of the best players is also a need that may factor him a little bit higher than like they take everything into account. But a lot of people celebrated the best player available notion because under Thomas Dimitrov for a long time, it was these eight positions are off the table because they're just, we don't have a need for them. So even though that's kind of the strength of this draft, maybe we're going to reach for a player. Maybe we're going to move back or we're going to do something different. And I, I at least get the notion of we're not going to be afraid to add to a strength, but when you do that, and when you do that at a position that only really can support maybe at most like two guys on the field at once, then 
you're just getting a log jam there. It's like basically having a basketball team filled with only corner three shooters. <laughs> right. And you just have four guys standing on the corners and like a point guard just looking at either corner just to pass to. And it's like, <laughs> we can defend this. We know where you guys are going to stand. That's yeah. kind of where they're at right now. Now, there's a chance that Cordero Patterson is not here beyond this year, that then things get freed up a little bit. But you're totally right. When you see how kind of the lack of a quarterback and we saw against Indianapolis what having just competent quarterback play can mean for your offense when they're keeping it in sync when it's okay it doesn't have to be a 17 yard gain or bust it could be the 17 yard gain is not there neither is the 12 yard gain so I'm getting it out quickly to the running back in the flat for a four yard gain cool second and six let's keep it moving that was what they had last week they didn't have it today although you know I think Again, there, there are different reasons for each game kind of playing out that way. But what we saw last week is much closer to what this team should look like. And to do that, you need competent quarterback play. You don't need to go draft, you know, uh, another right tackle because that's the best player. That Like this offseason, I think it's very clear that best player available be damned in the draft. If they're drafting uh, for need, it needs to be a quarterback. If they want to take care of that in free agency or via a trade, go do it, but I, I think when you saw Justin Fields today, and Dude. you take the good and the bad with a player like Justin Fields, but at least the Bears felt like, or at least I felt that the Bears felt like, they had a guy at the quarterback position who was going to be able to do some things in the positive bucket that nobody else can do, and that they were willing yeah. to take some things in the negative bucket because of what he does positively, and the Falcons have not had a quarterback like that. Really, I mean, Matt Ryan was the last, but really since kind of prime Matt Ryan 2018 was maybe the last season that I felt like, okay, he really can kind of turn it on in a big stretch when he needs to. And they, they've been so tight with their quarterbacks and so tight offensively trying to manage and rein in and not make mistakes that I kind of feel like even if they're going to make mistakes, get a quarterback that you trust to let loose. And that's kind of needs to be the focus for me this off season. It's going to be exciting, man. Like I'm, I'm excited to see what we do. Like the Rustin, Russell Wilson rumors, the Justin Fields rumors, the, you know, uh, it just, it just, I, it can be so, such a game changer when you have a competent quarterback. So I'm excited to see what we're going to do with that. But it's kind of unfortunate because I was saying that if we're not going to win out, that, you know, winning against the Colts was, was, was meaningless. It was pointless. Mm-hmm. Because we're not going to win out. All we're doing is making us ourselves have a, a worse draft position, and all we're doing is really putting ourselves in a position to where we don't really know what we have. Because uh, because there are Falcons fans saying right now that and I've been saying it before, like they want Arthur Smith gone. And um, you had a great point as it may not be the coach's fault. And I talked about before that where coaches can draw it up perfectly, but if the quarterback throws interception because he's not looking the right place. Is that really the coach's fault? The running back doesn't squeeze the ball the right way. Is that the coach's fault? Several coaches have been fired when they have done nothing wrong. And, you know, and I don't want Arthur Smith to be one of those guys, but it, it's hard to know what actually is the coach's fault because we're not in the actual locker room and we're not in right. the play sheet, the play calling. But the, the cries for Arthur Smith are getting louder and louder. And there, there are certain segments of the fan base that no Arthur's blank doesn't like to fire coaches uh, in a timely fashion. When it's necessary, and he said that if 
because he won that Colts game, even if he loses the next two, they're going to give him another chance. And it might be the right thing with the quarterback. Like I'm interested to see how Arthur Smith can do with a, a competent quarterback because it's it's kind of unfair to say to judge him on Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, and you know an aging Matt Ryan. So and, and on the the last two seasons, he had no talent. This season, he does have talent. So that's why the mm-hmm. calls for his resignation are, are are louder this year because more talent, easy schedule, and this is what you you know, came out with uh, a chance yeah. to not even win the worst division in football. Well, there is still a chance, Ovi. There's still a chance there? you can win the division. Yes. A chance so, in hell. Like, like what, what chance is there? Like, like aliens have to come and like declare us uh, winners of the division. Yeah. There, there was still a, a very weird scenario that could have played out where the Falcons could, could have somehow lost today and they did lose today, obviously. But if new Orleans had beat Tampa Bay, which they did, then yeah. it would come down to week 18. If Atlanta beats New Orleans and Carolina beats Tampa Bay, then the Falcons are going to be in the playoffs, which <laughs> you, you lost you on the last one. That's the, and that's Carolina the, yeah. Tampa I mean, Bay. That, they're trying for a draft pick under no circumstances. Are they going to allow themselves to win? Carolina doesn't have a first round pick. It's in Chicago. So they actually like, this is their Christmas. This is their, like, we could keep Tampa Bay out of the playoffs is what Carolina is playing for, period. Wow. Yeah, it could happen, dude. It could happen. Wow. So, all right, there's one game left or two games left? One game left. Atlanta has to beat New Orleans, which at this point, I don't know if, like, I feel good about that. New Orleans is playing really, really well right now. They beat Tampa Bay. They're playing good. So we beat New Orleans, and the Panthers beat, the Bucks, and we're in. That's it. And those then, are only two qualifications, right? Doesn't it seem like it's been so confusing, and all they had to do was just like lose two games, and then we could just get to this like scenario? <laughs> yeah, they just if the Falcons win and the Bucks lose, if we win, if we win and the other two in the division lose, we're in. It, all the the Bucks have to lose and the Falcons win, and that's it. That's all that has to happen. That is way too easy. That that is insane. <laughs> that that's even possible. There's no yeah. way that we have lost so much and played so bad that we still have a chance going to playoffs. Yep, it's it's there. It's mathematically that's how bad the NFC South has been. But to your point, the Falcons have had the easiest schedule in the league this year. They have not ever really had a stretch that we have felt good about. They've had winning stretches. They've not had a stretch where it's like good. They found their footing. And now they're ready to hit the ground running. And and maybe, you know, I felt like the Colts game was the first real solid, complete game complete that game. this team could feel yeah. good about. But then to go on the road and, and play this game, and I know there's some mitigating circumstances like the weather, like it being a road game, what have you. But look, the NFL the is about overcoming yeah. adversity. How many times yeah. do coaches just say that over and over and over again? Like, so for a team that cannot overcome any type of adversity, I'm, I'm not going to really think about the playoffs at all. So I want to end this conversation, Ovi, with a little bit more talk about Arthur Smith because when yeah. we kind of wrapped everything up on uh, after that Panthers game and it was just so ugly and rough and disgusting and just didn't feel good and you were ready to, to say, get rid of the quarterback, get rid of the coach, get rid of everybody, yeah. clean house except for Terry Fontenot. Uh, yeah. It's a safe space for Terry Fontenot. Uh, <laughs> it is we, right uh, here. <laughs> um, after after the Colts game and after this game, where are you at with Arthur Smith? So with with Arthur Smith right now, I'm of the mindset to where because 
you know, we showed that when the quarterback plays competently, guess what? We can win games with Arthur Smith's play calling. So I, I feel like it's unfair to not give him a competent quarterback. Now, again, he has to choose a competent quarterback. Yeah, him and Terry has to choose one, which is going to be not easy. Uh, not sure what Russell Wilson is going to ask for. Not sure if Justin Fields. I mean, Russ or Justin will be better option than what we have now. So you can't get much worse. And I want to see what he can do with a better, hopefully competent quarterback option before you say, let's start from scratch. Because it's just the guys are starting to get his system, the, the, especially on defense. And, and there's no chance that they'll keep the defense intact. Uh, the, the defensive coordinator, all defensive specialty coaches, they're doing a great job. Now, the tackling wasn't there. I, I was upset at, at how Justin Fields, and he's just a freak athlete, was able to yeah. you know get – elude tackles and breakout tackles, even some of the tackling. They had uh, receivers. One guy, like, knocked two of our guys, like, bam, bam, and kept on running. I was like, wait, what, what's going on? Like, we're, we have short tackling. Like, we have a good defense mm-hmm. when it comes to fundamentals, and they weren't showing that. And so I'm usually praising the defense. It's just offense's fault. But defense, they have to just tighten up, dot some I's, cross some T's. So, no, I, I'm, I'm of the, uh, you know, mindset to where I, I want to give another year just because – I don't want to constantly be jumping from coach to coach to coach to coach to coach when there's a chance that it may not be the coaching and it may be some of the players and key personnel. Yeah, That's my thought. And I, I think I'm right there with you, as, as I've said kind of throughout the season. I, I do expect some shifting at, at the coaching personnel. You know, I, I would expect to shake some things up. I my biggest thing is it's felt like they've really tried to thread the needle a lot with like they've tried to have things go just right on offense, right? If if this works out, then it's going to be great. Trust us. If this goes well, man, it's going to be something to behold. And it's like, yeah, you don't have to have such a small like margin of error. I feel like go get a dude who can overcome a lot of stuff by himself. Go get a Tyreek yeah. Hill, right? And I know that's just easy to say. And just be mm. like, go get like the fastest guy out there and it'll fix all your problems. <laughs> but it, it does feel like so much of, of this offense last couple of years has been designed on, on paper and it's, it's scientific and it's calculated. And I need some art thrown into the yeah. mix. I need, I need an artist out there to make it all happen. And, you know, when the plane starts falling out of the sky, let's get a Sully who's just going to land that baby and make it all be better. So yeah. that's kind of kind of the vibes I want to cultivate in 2024 again whether that's a rookie in the draft that they feel like can can make some things happen and is ahead of his his years I'm tired of rookies I, I want a free agent <laughs> I, I want a free agent okay. defense is so good you know why defense is so good because we got verified bona fide guys who can play I think you're right yeah, you know I think you're right about with, that. With, with offense with the Kyle Pitts and the Drake you know Drake's been turning on Kyle hasn't so much and with uh you know Bijan Robinson these are all great and they got you know, potential, but are they really changing the game? Yeah. Drake, again, a little bit. I like Drake. Kyle, it's been like this. I feel like he still is a transformative player and can be great. It just hasn't happened, and I don't know what's going on. And I want to give him every excuse in the world because I want him to be good. He just hasn't turned out into that that guy who's taking over mm-hmm. game, having, you know, 120, 150-yard games and and being, you know, not, I play Tony Gonzalez, so he's a tight end that I refer to. I right, even Algie Crumper, Algie yeah. could say Algie Crumper type of effect. He hasn't done what Algie's done. Uh, you know, went to a Pro Bowl and is 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 good, but he's not taken over a game yet the way that I thought that he would. So no, if we're going for a quarterback, let's get one that we know can do the job, not one that 
was great beating up the little college kids, but can't cut it in the NFL. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I couldn't help but notice Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell, those dudes out there making plays. Caden Ellis making play. Like, yeah, the veterans that they acquired this offseason are great game in and game out. Like, it's not, there are no lapses with these guys. And the Falcons need more of these players just game in and game out. You're going to get an A effort. And yeah, the, the Falcons have not had enough of those over the last decade really they they've not had you know enough of those certainly this year so hopefully again barring a a miraculous sneaking into the playoffs right there's one game left and then they've got the offseason if arthur smith is back i would expect some coaching staff changes i would expect more personnel there's no way he's not coming back but he'll he'll be back all right Uh, he's calling a shot no i mean they can lose the next game he'll be back that that one game that they won uh, against the Colts, that saved his career. Because if they lost all three of those games, mm-hmm. it, it, it would be – he still have a chance to come back, but it would be a 50-50. Like, the fact that he's won, he won one of those last last three games – And the way they back. won it. I, I think that they yeah. looked really nice. It was – I know they kicked a lot of field goals, but again, the offense was moving the ball well. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of weird. We're at a weird crossroads because of of a lot of the question marks that are up in the air, right? If – if Arthur Smith's back, then we'll be able to dive in much more fully on, all right, what is the path ahead in what will be a pivotal year four, right? Coming into year three, there was talk about, is this the year or is this year one? Well, if Arthur Blank decides that it was year one of kind of the next foray, year two is going to is gonna be it. And, and they better make sure that they hit the ground running. And that will certainly involve a quarterback here in Atlanta. So, Ovi, I think that's all we've got for the last day of 2023, man. This was a lot of fun, as always, doing uh, doing this year in football with you. You got anything else to uh, to say before we get out of here? No, a happy new year to you and your family, your new baby. Happy new year to all of our listeners and followers and watchers. And we appreciate you. We're going to crush it in 2024. Yes, we are. So uh, thank you so much for watching following along you can subscribe spotify itunes wherever you get your podcast check us out on youtube follow ovi at ovi mihaly 34 you can follow me at will mcfadden today's podcast as always was presented by bet online the presenting sponsor all year long happy new years everybody let's leave this version of falcons football in the rear view and look for brighter days ahead we'll be back on thursday with another podcast but until then Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.